Hi, welcome to the Western. This is episode two of um, this podcast moment where we're talking about the Magnify 2022 festival under Blacktown Arts. My name is Mark. I am one of the co-writers of this production um, and I'm here with my gorgeous partner and love of my life, Rizal. Oh my God, love of your life. That's a bit, that's that's a lot. That's dramatic. Are you going to claim that? Yeah, let us do it. I'm putting it out in the universe. Um, this particular episode, I thought we'd break down our development process. You know, I don't think a lot of people see this stuff. You know, this is a, a truly like a behind the scenes look as to, you know, how we came about our story, how we did this, did that. Um, and also really talk about how this is the first time we've ever worked together. So we know each other. Mm. We, we've, we've worked in similar spaces. We were published in the very same book, which is incredible. Yes. Um, Racism, which is under Sweatshop. Please check out their anthologies and their collections and, and buy the books if you can. The money doesn't go to us. It goes to Sweatshop. Um, and yeah, it was really tricky. It was it was hard because we knew each other, but we didn't really know each other. Yeah, and we knew of each we other. Knew of each other. Um, and for me, going into this project, I I was elated, and I think we mentioned this in the first episode. I was just elated that we we were both from similar backgrounds, if not the same backgrounds. We had a lot of common threads. Um, but even before developing this project, I think I was sort of just relieved that I wouldn't have to explain so much. You know, yeah, I could talk about what I wanted to talk about without dumbing it down or without explaining certain things, which was so relieving for me because mm. I've, I've had to do that in so many spaces. Oh, yeah. I've, I've gone into many like media, media spots and, and organizations and, and places where I'm sort of just like have to describe my Filipino-ness or like I, I have to, you know, really go into nuance. And I didn't have to do that with you, thankfully, which is yep. which is what I was grateful for. Um, but yeah, so like, like I mentioned, you know, I leaned a lot on, on you given you had the background, you had the, the theatrical background and especially going into this development with, with the final product being a play. Um, but what were some of your thoughts going into this, this process? Like, did you have any like weird concerns from a logistics perspective or, you know, tell me what was going through your head when, when we were given this project really? Um, I mean, I was kind of, I was excited because I love collaborating. So um, I have another project where I, where I collaborate with other, with like four other writers um, on another theatre production um, that I'm uh, co-producing. And so like any opportunity to collaborate with another fellow Filipinx writer, I just jump at. Mm. And so I was really excited I mean, also kind of nervous because like when everyone goes, okay, I'm, we're going to, you know, pay you money for this thing. And I'm like, I'm always kind of like, I get anxiety about, oh, am I going to be able to deliver or like, yeah. you know, give the goods that what they're expecting, yeah. which is like, I guess, normal with like normal anxiety when like, you know, you get commission, not commissioned, but like contracted to do something. Mm. Um, So that was the nerves part. But in terms of like working with you, I was just like super keen, like, yeah. yes. And also like knowing that I'm not alone in this. 100%. I'm like, yes, like in terms of like, like I was saying before my, pre the previous episode was like about accountability. Like, yes, I'll be able to do this because I'm accountable to another person. Yeah. So, um, and also like, I really wanted to like learn, you know, I'm always loving learning about other people's Filipino Australian stories. Yes. Or like their family history and how they like, you know, how their family ended up here in Australia. So like, I'm always interested, like when I first meet a Filipino, 
like I'm like my mom now, you know. Yeah. It's like I see someone that I think is Filipino, and I'd be like, "Filipino <laughs> And if they say yes, I'm like, "What's your name? Yeah. Who are your parents? Where did you grow up? What's your hometown? Where's your What's hometown? Your hometown? Where are you from in the Philippines?" <laughs> and like find any connection there. So it's like. You know, I'm like my mom. Every time I spot a Filipino or someone that looks Filipino, mm. I have no shame now. Yeah. I'll just be like, instant, like in Tagalog, I'll be like, Filipino ka ba? Mm. And then there's only been one time that I got it wrong. <gasps> and and then they were just like, uh, not English or something. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm, yeah, not wrong, wrong, wrong. So I'm always keen to like, meet other Filipino creatives like even meeting like Laura I was just like keen like I'm just I just want to meet more and more Filipinos even if they're not in the industry just yeah. like build that community because there's so many of us out there yeah and we need to know each other I always like to whenever I meet another Filipino person I always like to because I'm a very spiritual person I always like to think it's like magic it's like <laughs> of all places of all times of all placements like we could have met at like your grandpa's lolly hut in the Philippines but no we met like in an email <laughs> in Sydney <laughs> you know what I mean I'm, that's what I'm always like really really mindful of that's what I forgot to ask you where yes. in the Philippines is your your family from oh um I don't know off the top of my head I think my my dad's from Alongapu City and then my mom's from like somewhere in the outer skirts of Manila I'm not fully sure I've but seen but still a Luzon yeah, like, oh yeah you know I've only seen the address like here and there with the Balik Bayan boxes that mm. my mom puts together. <laughs> it takes her years to put together. She's a Costco hoarder. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. But I think it's I think it's really important important to note, just like with this project, like we went into it in lockdown. Yes. So um, it's, it's probably important to note. This is the first time we've met in months. IRL like, in real life in months. Like we've we've been speaking on Zoom like every fortnight, every almost every week. Um but this is the first time I'm seeing you face to face and it's just so so bizarre. I mean like I've known you. Like it's not it's not a it's not a massive deal but it's just it's really interesting now that we're in a better space knockwood with COVID. Um it's just been really interesting how we've how we view art like and how I've I've viewed this process. Like was it the same with you? Like did you did you have any concerns creating in lockdown because that was such a big thing for me i was like okay this is something i can do in my time this is something i can do in my spare time since i'm not going anywhere but then at the same time it's like creating art and writing things takes so much energy yes so much more than we think it will um so yeah so what you know so creating in covid what was that like for you um i think Honestly, like I'm tired. Mm -hmm. I'm still tired. <laughs> and so I don't know where I got the energy just to do what I needed to do. And I think, and we'll talk about this later, but because we gave each other assignments, mm -hmm. again, the whole accountability thing, like I need a deadline. Like you need to give me a deadline and tell me, and then I'll get it done eventually. Like I'll procrastinate. Like give me two weeks. I'll do it the night before. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the biggest procrastinator. Yeah. But like at least it'll get done. So yeah. I think um, it was... I can't lie. It was hard for me mm. to do art during COVID because I also had to work still. Like I had to go to the office. Uh. I could like I, I didn't like a lot of people during the lockdown got like had to stay home or were stuck at home. But for me, I physically had to travel to work and go to work because I was you know an essential worker in my office. Dude, I was I was an admin person. What's that essential? <laughs> anyway, but um 
I mean, so, admin people are essential. Admin people are that's essential. Not, that's not to say that you, they aren't. But I'm just going to have a little bitch. In my office, <laughs> everyone got to work from home mm, except for me. Yeah. I was the only person that needed to be in the office because someone needed to get the deliveries. So, like, I think I was just really exhausted during this lockdown because it was just normal. for It was still life as normal for me. Yeah. And I was scared every day because I wasn't vaccinated yeah. yet because for my age group, they weren't really giving. It wasn't available. It wasn't available. Else. It was really hard to get. So I was traveling unvaccinated during a lockdown mm-hmm. when we were having like a lot of cases. Yeah. And then I think what got me through it was this project mm. and knowing that like, you know, I had someone that I was accountable to. Yeah. Also, I was also doing another project as well. And that was, so doing these two other projects really like kept me going. But at the same time, I was very mindful about, you know, my mental health mm-hmm. and my physical, like my stamina. I was like really tired. So I don't know how I got through it, but we got through it. Yeah. I think if anything, like this project really solidified certain things like for me like I struggled you know, I was away from family you know mm. um my I live in a studio so my kitchen my bathroom my office space is all one thing it's yes. the same thing <laughs> so there wasn't a degree of separation there but you're right I think this project was really helpful in the sense that like I had a constant yeah or I had something permanent or I had something that I could look forward to we had an end date inside even though it was still a bit malleable we we had an end date in sight and it was sort of just like okay and while the world is falling apart we have this one thing to hold on to um and i was really appreciative of that and um i think this is probably a really good segue into into how we started like into into the the, the process and like yeah. the nitty-gritty so i remember like so we sort of confirmed things around august september um yes. which is around that time and that's when we had our very first early chats and i think we had no real plan. No. There was no plan. It was sort of just like, meet, talk a little bit, see where we go from there. Yeah. There was, we had no sort of real structure in play. We had no game plan. Um, and it wasn't until later, which we'll talk about. Um, but I'm, I remember the very first time we started talking about this project or in the realms of this project. We just were talking about ourselves. Um, we met for two hours. I talked for an hour. You talked for an hour. <laughs> um, I think, I don't know if we recorded that meeting because we recorded our Zoom meetings just to help us track things. Um, I don't think we did. I don't think we did. I think it's because it was a really like intimate session in the sense that we were talking about some really intense stuff to the point where I think I cried. <laughs> I cried in our <laughs> yeah, very first session. I, I'm pretty sure I was talking about my family and I was talking about like the spiritual aspects of my culture, of our culture. And um, I got so emotional for some reason. It was so random. It'd be interesting if we were able to to find that recording, but it's gone. It's it's fine. It's gone now. Um, but yeah. And then after that, what happened? What were what were the next steps? I think I think the one thing I remember saying that um, because with every collaboration, I always like to set some not ground rules, mm. but like a mutual understanding between us. Because I guess. Um, for anyone who's familiar with collaborating, if you don't lay it down in terms of expectations, like, you know, you're going, you're already setting yourself up for failure. And so the one thing I really wanted to prioritize when we first started working together was set expectations and kind of lay it out on the table, like how we are as artists, what's our work ethic, how do we like operate and like what our non-negotiables are and what our like pet peeves. Because I wanted to know that about you so that I'm like, okay, then I'll be mindful of that. Yep. And I'll be respectful of that. And therefore, and um, and therefore, like, 
you know, we can work better that way. Mm. So I, for, I remember in our first meeting, that was the one thing I really wanted to establish with you, um, which was good because then that's when we find out we're like, found out that we're both really organized. Yes. <laughs> we're always yes. on the ball with things. Yeah. And um, like, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. Like I'm a Virgo. So like that's already inherently in my star sign. Mm. So like, you know, I totally relate when you were talking about being a perfectionist. Mm. And for me over time, like I'm learning to like, deal with that and mm. be okay with being a perfectionist but being okay with not being perfect yeah um so i think laying down those like um understandings and expectations between us was really helpful like setting that foundation for how we worked moving forward um so that was really important for me that's what the one thing i also remember from our first meeting and then we kind of like i don't know how did you feel about like not having a plan like <laughs> I, I sort of like I was terrified um, in all honesty I sort of was just like oh I was like on the edge of a cliff staring off into an abyss essentially <laughs> because like at the same time I, I wanted to do really uh, with anything and with any project I wanted to do it right and I wanted to do it well but I think what was really helpful which I'm glad you reminded me I think this was very like the very first time that I'd worked on a project where there was such, like there was very clear boundaries mm. Where we were just like, okay, we know what we, we don't we don't we don't necessarily know what we need to do, but we we need to first be able to trust in each other, yes, because this is going to be an ongoing thing, um, and because like, how else are we going to be honest and vulnerable in creating this art if we can't trust each other with yep. certain things? Um, so that was really helpful, and that was a first for me. Like I've I've been in, co I mean I've been in like one-off collaborations before, and it, and that's not to say that that's a bad thing, but I think. I, it would have been helpful to have that clear boundary and to have that clear, this is what we're going to talk about. Let's try to keep our, you know, let's check in, let's check out, which is a really great concept as well that you introduced to our sessions where we check in and check out um, before and after every session just to make sure that we're okay mentally, mm. emotionally, because we're discussing some really heavy stuff. Yeah. You know, essentially, you know, we're, we're, we're pouring our hearts out onto our, onto our sleeves and our chests. Um, so that's what I was really appreciative of. Um, but then, off the, and so off the back of our very first episode, we told our stories and I think afterwards we sort of just like, we found our links, like we found our common ground. Yeah. We started to find things that we had in common. And then from there, that's sort of when things started to roll. Like that's when the ball started to get rolling. Um, and so what were, what were the, what were the things that we settled on? There was like, we were talking and it was like the fact that we, besides the fact obviously that we're both Filipino and we're, we're, we're both from working class communities um, was that, you know, we were both raised by single moms. Yeah, that's one of the biggest things. Raised, raised by single moms. Yeah. Um, brought up in religious backgrounds. Religious moms, yes. yeah. Like very religious upbringing. Yeah. And I think I think this is something we were discussing where it's like Filipino culture is so tied in with religion. Yeah. Like what is culture and what is the religion? It's sometimes like one and the same. Yes. It's hard to separate. So it's like, you know, for, because I had a Catholic upbringing yeah. and being Filipino is being catholic like it's yeah, a huge part 100 no, so like you know a lot of the customs and traditions i grew up with is i don't know like is that filipino is that catholic is that just someone in the same so like relating with you in terms of like i mean because you're not catholic you don't have a catholic background but, but there's still mormon background yeah, yeah, yeah. mormon background, but the principles are still the same 100 percent. like the shame's still there the, shame, the guilt the guilt <laughs> the you're gonna go to hell um that's all there it's that's all, all the there same. the yeah. rules yeah. Um, so yeah, I think like we had a lot of commonalities mm. with that 
And I think I from our, our next meeting was just coming up, just chucking, brainstorming, chucking things on the wall yeah. and talking about topics we, we, we wanted to explore, you know, in our, maybe in our own work as writers, but, and then find where we could find commonality or something we could, you know, peak interest in whatever, whoever brought up certain topics. Yeah. So like, you know, when you brought up like pageantry mm. and perfectionism and like, you know, face and like, you know, I'm like, oh, that's so, that's such a, that's something I fully identify with. Cause yeah. like I grew up in like, you know, um, cause I, like I frequent the Philippines a yeah. lot growing up and it's just like, you go there and it's just like, you know, Ann Curtis, everything or like Mestiza, everything. Mm. And like, you know, and it's just that that's that thing that everyone aspires to. And even like growing up in Brisbane, like all the pet, you know, Miss Australia, Queensland, <laughs> oh, Miss like Miss Earth, Queensland, Australia. Like it's all like they all look the same. And yeah. it's like and so like for me, it was just kind of like, you know, I'm not like Miss Lisa looking like, you know, Neither. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I is like that that was what was celebrated and I'm like well I'm not part of that so I'm not celebrated mm. and so I really related when you brought that up and the whole perfectionism it's all about like you know looking a certain way looking yeah. a certain way but then also presenting your yourself and yeah. your life in a certain way like everything's highlights but all the you know anything that's bad you don't show that nah. um that's a secret <laughs> you nah. don't which we'll talk about later yeah. on but like it's like you always want to show your best self because, you know, I think the one thing in our community is like very people are very judgmental. So judgmental. And especially when, you know, like people like the chismis. Mm. Like I have to admit, I love my chismis. Me too. Girl, I am constantly chismising. Like I am <laughs> I'm that bitch. I'm that bitch too. <laughs> but I am mindful that I'll say shit. Yeah. And and I'm like, oh no, that's not like that's not a good thing to say. So um and I noticed that a lot, especially like grew up in, because in Brisbane, I grew up in a very predominantly Filipino community. Mm. Like all my mom's friends, all my family friends are Filipino. Yeah. So I've been, I'm in that circle, you know, you know, I'm in those family parties where I listen to the titas talk and they chismis and they bitch about the other tita that wasn't there. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know where I'm going with this, but no, yes. No, no, no. <laughs> I think going into this project, like, and, just with the the basic premise in mind, I already had some ideas, and I or I knew that there were some topic to, topics. I knew that there were some topics that I definitely wanted to talk about. Yeah. And, and I think I mentioned that in our very first or one of our very first in conversations. But um, I truly wanted to talk about like queerness. Mm -hmm. You know, I wanted to talk about um, like the obsession with physical appearance in in some aspects of our community with the lights you know the skin lightening products and the the weight loss stuff and all that jazz um i think that was i really wanted to explore that because that's just something that i can really speak to and uh, and when it comes to writing you write what you know um so i was really i was really glad that we actually like we had our big common grounds which is the stuff with our mom and then the religion but then we also hit the mark with with so many different things what, what was there there was um the taboos in our culture around mental health there's um you know concepts of deaths and spirituality yeah. in the filipino community um hoarding which i felt was a very um very diasporic concept yes like uh, an immigrant concept like a Filipino person you know living in another country um family dynamics as well like the um 
the difference between brothers and sisters and like and how we're treated and how the bunso is treated and how the eldest is treated um and so yeah that was really interesting i'm glad that we were able to find those common grounds because that really helped inform the whiteboard it really helped inform you know what things we want to stick with and what things we want to discuss and how we could do it as i wouldn't say experts but as people who have lived through these situations and have lived through these experiences um so yeah and i i think this is probably a good good time to talk about how how we got to you know the premise of our story and it was truly like you said we were just throwing ideas at the wall um you know we, I think we had settled on wanting to tell a story about our mothers or yes. wanting to, we, we had really sat down and was like, okay, let's center a story about motherhood and, um, you know, talking about our mother, our relationships with our mothers and how that went. So that was sort of just our, our, our shining light. That was our guiding light. Um, and then originally I think we were, we were going to be really formulaic and, have the story set around maybe like Mother's Day. I think I remember that was one of the one of the prompts from from um, our editor. Um, but then after after that session, we were just like, that doesn't really sit with us. I think we need to maybe flush out this concept a little bit more. Yeah. Also, because you said Mother's Day isn't really a big thing in it's Filipino culture. It's not a big thing in, in, in Filipino culture. Like I think you know you should be celebrating our moms every day. Like that's that's what I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. With that in mind and with, with that focus in mind of wanting to talk about our moms and and building a story around our moms, you threw out this really interesting idea. I came up with an idea of this. This is just an idea, but kind of like, so like um, a Filipino family based in Blacktown race the clock to find their missing mother. Um, and the story is told from different perspectives in the family, the daughter, the son, the mother. In the search for their mother, they uncover a family secret that should have been left buried. <gasps> and so that, that, I don't know, that's something I just, a random thing that I wrote this morning, but like, I, I don't know. I love that. I like, I genuinely, I'm writing that down. Um, race for time. I'm liking that idea, like this, like, this sense of urgency that, mm. that, that comes with, with family matters. Talk me through how you got to that thought, or was it truly just like a, uh, like a click moment, um, or you know, was it something you'd seen elsewhere? You know, how did that come to mind? Because like that was, as you could tell by my reaction, that was such an incredible storyline. I was like, oh my god, yes, let's do this, and we've stuck with it since, which I'm really gra- glad about. Um, but yeah, talk me through how you got to that. Was it was it off the back of another idea? Or was it truly just like you were doing something and like boom, it came out of nowhere? Um, I think art inspires art. So it was just kind of what I was watching at the time. Like I'm a big like TV show binger. Um, That's how I procrastinate and waste a lot of time. Um, So I, I think it was whatever I was watching recently. And I think it was about a missing person. And so, and like, so I'm like, I'm trying to like write more or write in a more regular way. So I was doing these writing exercises that had prompts. And one of these prompts were like, play with a genre and like pick a genre and then like play around with, you know, an idea that could suit that genre. And so I was like, okay, well, I watch a lot of like thrillers Mm. or psychological thrillers. And the, I think the one that I was watching recently was about a missing person. Mm. And then, cause we were talking about mothers in our thing. And I was like, okay, 
what if the mum was missing? Let's play around with that idea. And yeah, and then I kind of, I was just, that's just kind of how it came about. I think it was just more like I was just kind of, my feelers were out. Like I wasn't really thinking Mm. and just whatever I was exposed to at the time, which was those kind of shows, Mm. um, just was like an offering. Like I didn't even think of it. I was just like, here's just an offering. What do you think? Yeah. It was a truly like click moment in my head. I was like, oh my God. Because at the same time, I think like it, it, when you mentioned this prompt, it was sort of just like I, I put myself in my sho- like in in a person's shoes within that storyline. I was like, oh my God, mm. what would happen if my mom went missing? Especially because we have single moms. Yeah, like, that's our only moms. parent. <laughs> yes, literally. And then like we br- we we briefly talked about how like when we were younger, there were moments where like our, our moms would have like breakdowns and go go missing for like a couple hours like my mom would just like go to mcdonald's and park her car and we'd just be at home like what the fuck (laughs) we were like we were safe by the way like i'm I'm not saying that my mom was an unfit mom or anything um it was 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 just the times it was just the times it is what it is um but so i'm glad that you mentioned like that this was a writing prompt for you because that's what really lit a fire with us in our writing process Mm -hmm. because after that and after we'd established the the topic and the genre um, we got advice to get to know each other more through writing tasks yeah, and through like homework that we assigned to each other. Um, and it was really interesting. These were really fun tasks. Like these are stuff that like, and I'm looking back on it now and I'm, I'm, I'm sure you agree, like going back, it was so fun to create these little things. Cause even though we weren't really like sticking to the formal sense of a brief in the sense that we were writing beats of a story or writing scripts from that story, mm. we were just, you know, tinkering around with with stories and, and tasks and ideas that I think from there, even though it wasn't specific, it helped us, you know, motivate each other and it helped us inspire each other to, to form and start really solidifying our concept and our story. And um, I want to talk about some of the tasks because they were just insane. I think <laughs> the very first, I think so, I think what we did was we assigned each other a task where um, I would give you 10 photos yeah. Of, of my life. It was a getting to you, getting, getting to, to know, know you task because um, Claudia, one of our um, editors and dramaturgs, like suggested because we're first collaborate, like this is our yeah, first time first collaborating, collaborating yeah. and we have to like spend that time to build trust with each other. And, you know, you only do that from getting to know more about each other. 100%. And so Claudia was like, no, like that's a great like synopsis, but like park that for now mm. and spend time playing and getting to know each other yeah. because then that will set the foundation. Like that will springboard you to other better ideas. Yeah. So, yeah, sorry. So I just wanted to add that. To no, of course. And she was 100% right. Like at first I was a little skeptical because I was like, how really, how could like a, a little writing task send us in the right direction, you know, considering we're not actually writing for the play. But then when we actually got into it, I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. And I think a really good example was the very first one we did where, so I was to give you 10 photos and you were to write a piece about it, like build a story about what my day would look like. Mm. And then you were to send me a written, a written aspect and I was to deliver 10 photos. Yes. And what I love is that we didn't stick to the brief. <laughs> we did not stick to the brief. We were pushing the form, we yo. We pushed the form. <laughs> we, you know, flipped the genre. So so you were meant to give me a written piece of a day in my life, but you gave me a whole bloody song. <laughs> but once I went high up in the sky to see 
So essentially, you take photo, like you take the photos that I've given you, and turn it into this incredibly catchy pop song, and I'm blown away. I'm like, oh my god, okay, this is incredible. Like, if not this project, you should be a songwriter. Um, and then, so for me, that really inspired me to then play with my form and and sort of flip the switch. So instead of giving you ten photos. I made you a TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> I made you a TikTok of, you know, reading your piece. There was a lot of anger in that piece of, you know, what a, what a typical typical day looks like. And I made a TikTok and I what was the song that I put to it? It, it was, was like um, some grungy. It was some grungy like Olivia Rodrigo song or something like that. Yeah. And um like my life sucks. Literally. <laughs> and and what it did, what it did is, you know, we had a lot of fun but at the same at the same time we saw how each other worked in yeah. the sense that, um, you know, you were able to take some, like you could take those photos and create this incredible piece of art. And I was able to do the same with your writing. Um, and like we found our strengths, you know, you work a lot with melody, you work a lot long, you work really well lyrically. I work in this like social media space. Like it was really indicative. And, and I'm not a songwriter, by the way. <laughs> you should be. You should be. Um, and but like that really informed, like to the point where, like, not to give too much away, but um, I, my character and the one that the character that I've written for this story is a TikTok star because I found that in in creating this in in doing these tasks, yeah. we were able to make that connection. Um, what other tasks really stuck out to you? What you know, um, looking back, I have to say, like. One of the, like, writing a diary entry when we were 18. Oh, my God. So, like, another task was, like, write a diary entry as your 18-year-old self and swap it. And, like, my one's a bit part fictional, part non-fictional. But yours was, like, even though yours was, like, brief, it was so much juice in there. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of juice. And, like, another thing that we commented on, we were reflecting on that, it was, like, how selfish we were. Yes. Our 18-year-old selves were so selfish we and self-centered. Yeah, we all we cared about heads. was ourselves. Yes. And, like, 18-year-olds, he's there about, like, climate change and activism. <laughs> and, like, and I'm, like, I wasn't like that. All I cared about was, like, spending time with my friends. Literally. And partying and, like, you know, evading my mom. Like. <laughs> Greta Thunberg is out here, I know, you know, she's not even fundraising, <laughs> fundraising while we were just like, fuck, fuck that bitch. Oh, my God, my life sucks. My parents don't <laughs> let me do anything. Like, And so, like, because I, like, I guess um, I when I was writing mine, I was just kind of, like, in tuned in, like, my 18 year stuff and the things that I cared about. Yeah. But then looking outside as, like, an outside person, I'm like, wow, this bitch is, like, so selfish like all she cares about is herself <laughs> um, it was it was so intense so um, intense and then i think we reacted to each other's diary entries from the perspective of our moms right? yes so i reacted to your diary entry as your mom and you reacted to mine and from that came a really incredible skit <laughs> which um i have so many favorite the, the whole th i love the whole thing Tinatanong ko, binasa ko yung diary ni Mac. Na, nakalagay lang man niya. Hindi, andyan lang. Andyan lang. Kaya, at saka nakabukas. Nakabukas. Kala ko, ano yung school book niya na iniwanan niya. Oo, oh, kala ko may homework siya. Kalimutan niya, hindi niya dinala sa kuskwela. Kaya, binasa ko. 
hindi ko papasahan sa yo privacy yun. Pero, may tatanong ako sa, sino pa tong to? Sino ba? Sabi niya, best friend niya. Wala pa siya nakikipakila sa akin ng babae. Na- may nabasa ko dito, oh. Sabi niya, tinatawag niya tong babae na to, slat. Slat. May kilala ka ba babae? Baka kasing edad sila kasi parang parang ano kaklase niya to. 18 siya. Slat. Slat. Ano pang babae na klase babae na to? Na slat. Tinatawag niya to slat at sabi So yeah, we continue. So, you know, after that we continue playing around with other tasks. And and I think it then gets to a stage from a timing perspective where we really need to clamp down yeah. and really solidify some beats, really like um, confirm our stories and confirm what we want to talk about. Um, but I do want to add, yeah. like, I think we wouldn't have been able to get to that point had we not given the time to play. Yes. And this goes back to my analogy about jamming. Mm. Like, I think the best stuff is made when you're just playing around and not having expectations. And I think because we allowed that time to just play without any expectation, without any, like, making it look good or sounding right. Let's just, whatever, let's yeah. just play around. Let's make mistakes. That's what helped us lead to that point where I think we could have played even longer if we wanted to. But I think because, you know, we got timelines yeah. and deadlines to deadlines and, <laughs> and deliverables. And budgets. <laughs> and budgets. And <laughs> but, you know, we could have played longer. But 100%. I think even giving us that time for ourselves between us just to do that really helped get to that point. Yeah. And I think, you know, a good, and I think in, in wrapping this episode, I think it'd be good to, it was good that we constantly reminded ourselves that, all we needed for this time, for the time being, we just needed to create a development. Like we just needed to have some semblance of a final product. It didn't have to be a full fleshed final product. No, it didn't have to be a full play. It had to be a couple of extracts, or it could have been just a few storylines. And I was really in my head about that. I was mm. I, in the beginning. I was like, "Oh my god, we need to start scripting out. We need to start getting these characters sorted." Um, but then these tasks really helped me slow down yeah and really helped me and now in, in in slowing down i was able to give the character that i built the love that he needed and yeah. the love and like dedication that he needed we wouldn't have been there if we didn't give it this time so this this next episode um stay tuned because we are going to go into the to even more nitty-gritty of our story and, and developing and one of the largest aspects and one of my favorite things in the world in the Filipino community which is lies and secrets lies and secrets 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 secrets, 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 secrets. lies 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 see you guys soon bye bye